Are you an entrepreneur? If you know what failure looks like, if you've been down and out, if you know that there's no other option for you than ahead, if you don't understand the term or the meaning or the definition of quit, yeah, you might be an entrepreneur. A fascinating story of success is next. A story of just an unwillingness to understand that failure is even an option. You just keep moving. You're about to hear that from international best-selling author and world-class entrepreneur, Justin Breen. Next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. So entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial drive, entrepreneurial dreams means a lot of things for a lot of people. And if you're an entrepreneur, you can be small-minded and that's great. You want to open a mom and pop shop. You want to keep things local. I think that's wonderful. You can have dreams of stock market sales someday and getting rich and doing all the amazing things that people dream of as entrepreneurs. And that's great too. Uh, either way, if you're thinking of doing something on your own or you're trying to do something on your own right now, you're about to meet a guy that's going to help you. His name is Justin Breen. He is the founder and CEO of Brepic Communications based in Chicago. He's also the author of Epic Business. And you're going to... Uh, think differently uh, about entrepreneurialism in just a few minutes. So introducing to you, Justin Breen. Justin, welcome to Dash of Grit. Yeah, this will be, uh, be a good conversation because grit, grit's the key. It, you you grit, need a little you grit, do don't you? No, yeah. no, you need a <laughs> little, <laughs> a lot of grit, a lot, a lot of grit. Of grit. <laughs> Justin, help our, help our listeners out there. Interest is peaked. Who are you? What do you do? Let's talk a little bit about success. Pat yourself on the back a little bit. We're going to talk about grit later, but let us know how successful you are and, and, and what the carrot is on the end of the stick for some of these folks that are listening. Yeah, sure. Um, I help a lot of folks, uh, you know, start their businesses or provide advice. Cause, uh, I'm 43. I started this company six days after I turned 40 with uh, zero business background. Didn't know what an LLC was. Didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. I don't know what an escort means still. I've not, no idea. <laughs> and so now I run a global company that works with the top businesses, brands, and mindsets in the world. And, uh, I'm part of three of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world. So I did that and Three years. And that is the definition of success and a lot of big dreams. And I'm sure that was super simple, right, Justin? No troubles, no problems along the way. That's so interesting that you said the word <laughs> simple uh, because I'm a 100% simplifier. I hear blah, 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 blah. And I can very easily simplify that into a pattern that people can understand. So simple, simple, simple. Uh, starting a company is the most difficult thing you will ever do. And, uh, by far. So people that complain in corporate about a tough day, I always laugh because uh, the, <laughs> the the worst day I've ever had in corporate, which is when my job salary got cut in half. And I'll tell you about that in a minute, but that's nothing compared to the top 50 worst days I've had an entrepreneur. Not even it's people in corporate have no idea how difficult yeah. this life is. Yeah. Agreed. It's just not for everybody. And people get into entrepreneurialism and, and this don't realize what they're in for. I think that's uh, very accurate. Can you, before we get into some of those issues that you had and, and, and talk about the grit, uh, what is it that you do for entrepreneurs that helps you be successful, but even more important, helps them to be successful? 
Yeah. So since I started my company, uh, I've talked to thousands of the world's top entrepreneurs. And again, I'm a hundred percent simplifier and I see patterns. And so it's a very simple formula, surprisingly simple formula for creating a successful global company. Here, here it is. It's you see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solve successful global company. See a problem, create solution, problem solve successful global company. So that's all I did in the PR space. I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. Saw a problem, create solution, problem solve successful global company. And since my company solves the problem, which I hear over and over and over and over and over is we're tired of being the best secret out there and we want to be in news and media to create validity and credibility for our brand. I hear that over and over and over and over. Uh, it works for any business size, any location, any vertical because my company just solves the problem. And so I only work with people who have three attributes in their mindset, these three attributes, because again, I'm a simplifier and I see patterns. So the three attributes are investment, visionary, abundance, investment, visionary abundance. Those people with those three attributes fit into two groups. They only fit into two groups. One, they're running high six-figure to 10-figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they're not there yet, but they will be because they have those three attributes in their mindset. So it eliminates everything else. It eliminates everything else. And so my company is tens of thousands of people with that mindset. Fantastic. And so you've been able to, did you always know that or have you learned that over? <laughs> I always laugh when people ask that because like, oh my God. How, how you simple. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. So, no, 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 no. Well, let's talk about that. How, what, what, this must, this sounds like it came through uh, uh, some struggles over time. Let's go ahead and share with me uh, some of the, some of the grit that you've had to show to build your company to where it is today. Yep. Okay. So there's a couple ways to answer that. One, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. You're born an entrepreneur, you're not. Most people cannot do this. They cannot do this. Not only should they not do this, they can't do this. Um, so again, I've talked to thousands of the world's top entrepreneurs. I have not met one, not one, who has not overcome. And these are the highest level. This is not mob and pop store. This is highest level. Uh, this is not This is not people who don't think big. This is This is people who think big. So they haven't overcome at least one of the following four things. At least one, most two or three, some all four. And the all four ones, those are some really successful people. So here they are. One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, possible and or likely traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So entrepreneurs can not only handle those, they can thrive in them. They can overcome them. They use it as motivation. Most people, they just get paralyzed by them and get a job or they fizzle out and they can't do it. And so that's what separates entrepreneurs from, from every, everyone else. It's just, that's just how it is. And so uh, the top athletes in the world, the top actors, the top entertainers, the top entrepreneurs, they have only, they only have one thing in common, only one. And again, cause I'm a simplifier and I see patterns is that they have the same mindset. They have the same mindset. And so the, the secret, the, all, the, it's not even a secret, it's just how it is, is if you have the right mindset, it creates the right network, which creates the right opportunities. Right mindset creates right network, creates right opportunities. And so if you work on creating the right mindset, which is what you asked me, yeah. this is the long way of answering it, but this is the most important advice, you know, maybe someone will ever hear. If you work on your mindset, it creates the right network and attracts the, creates the right opportunities. So Every day, I just work on building my mindset like a muscle. I treat my brain like a muscle. So I work out my brain muscle every day, every day. So yes, you can learn that, but uh, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. I'm very convinced of that. 
were you uh, an entrepreneur in, in, in the sense that when you found out that you were going to be an entrepreneur, was it the mindset or was it one of those four pieces that you, that you just mentioned out that you had to overcome? Yeah. So I was an entrepreneur as a journalist. They didn't know what to do with me because they didn't, they didn't know what to do with me. Uh, cause I'm not a journalist. I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. So they yeah. give me these weird jobs. And, uh, and so again, I have found people that think like me at the highest level or the highest level entrepreneur type folks in the world. They're usually aliens within their own family, aliens within their own community and aliens within their own vertical. Nobody really understands them. So what my company really is, is just me trying to find people who understand me and the people who understand me are running the top companies in the world or they will be. That's, that's really all it is. And, um, but of those four, the only thing I haven't had to worry about, thank goodness, is bankruptcy. That's why the really, really successful ones, they've usually been bankrupt or been close to it. You know, Dan Sullivan, who's my hero, he's the top entrepreneurial coach maybe who's ever lived. I'm actually, he is, he is because he's taught the most high-level entrepreneur coaches in the world. So he was, he was divorced and bankrupt on the same day, <laughs> divorced and bankrupt on the same day. And so I, that's, that's just entrepreneur life. That's what it is. Is it a, is it a mandatory thing? Do you think that an entrepreneur has to go through those things to understand? Is that what it is? So mandatory is a very strong word, but in this case, it, it, I think it's pretty accurate because um, again, I have not met, I haven't met one person at the highest level that hasn't overcome at least one of those four things. So if yeah. you know someone, introduce me. But two, to simplify it even more, I think you have to be down here to understand. You have to to get up here. You have to understand being down here. To feel up here, you have to know what it's like down here. Because when you're down here, there's nowhere else to go but up here. Unless you're really going to go down there, which is, that's not a good place to go. And it, unfortunately, that happens. But you have to understand down here to go up there. Yeah, because if you, if you know what down here looks like, you can't go back. I had a, a guest well, recently could. on Dash of Grit. Well, you don't want to. It's like burning the you ships, right? But you, yeah. could, but you could. I mean, you look at Tony and, you know, Zappos founder. I mean, yeah. that's... That's the dark side of, of this life. I mean, that's the, yeah. the sad, really tragic dark side. But people don't understand. Regular people don't understand this. They just don't understand. So for you, let's let's help them understand it with your story. If it was a little over three years ago, you're mm -hmm. stuck, or I, I you didn't say stuck, but I'm going to say stuck as an intrapreneur trying to find your way, <laughs> and you decided stuck. to uh, you, okay. Then that was where my words. I and was not freed. Yours. I was freed. Well, you wanted to be, so tell me the story. How did you leave that world to, to join this one? And what were the issues that uh, kind of got in your way right off the bat? Were there some? <laughs> were there issues? <laughs> the, uh, so, okay. So this is the typical entrepreneurial timeline. Okay. So I'll simplify it as much as possible. So I was working full-time as a journalist, February 10th, 2017. I had a five minute meeting with the company's owner and a managing editor where they cut my salary in half, uh, just due to cutbacks, nothing I had done wrong. So over the next couple of weeks, I tried to find a job because I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't yeah. find a job. So I incorporated my company, Brepic, April 16th, 2017. So from April 16th, 2017 to about June 1st, 2017, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So one out of 1,000 said yes. 999 no's for every yes. Hmm. Got my fifth client. I, it was, I think it was on June 1st. Uh, June 2nd, I resigned. And then June 5th, I think it was June 5th, Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwestern portion of the United States, did a story I'd started my own firm. So that's that's just that's just to get the company started. That's just to get the company started. And so most people can't, they just can't do that. I know that. I don't I don't think that. I know most people can't do that. But again, 
entrepreneurs are basically they're they're just able to do it. They're able to put their brain and mindset in a place where others just can't go and they're able to push through it. How do you make 5,000 calls? One out of a thousand. How do you take 999 no's and turn that into success? How don't you end up just co-finding a job? No, 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 no. This is, no, this is what I mean. This is, that's entrepreneur life. You can either do this or you either understand or you, no, no, no. So, um, so then, and, and in full disclosure, it wasn't all phone calls. And so as a journalist, I had thousands and thousands of contacts as a journalist. Yeah. So I just reached out to them via LinkedIn, Facebook, while making sure there was no conflict of interest with what I was doing as a journalist still, because I was still working full time and half the salary. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's entrepreneur life, man. You can you yeah. either. And so there's a really interesting test really interesting test called the print test p-r-i-n-t print test and uh this will answer your question i think and so it tells you your unconscious motivators your unconscious motivators and so the, the very top entrepreneurs in the world take the, i mean like the one percent of the one percent of the one percent take this stuff and so one of those one percent of one percent of one percent told me about it so i took it and so so here's the iceberg tip of the iceberg people don't see the under the water, right? They don't see the unconscious. So that's what this says. It says the unconscious. So my two top unconscious motivators are one, to be strong and self-reliant, to be strong and self-reliant. And then my minor one is to succeed and achieve, to succeed and achieve. And so what, because I told my 1% of 1% of 1% friends that score, which is an 8-3, they're like, oh yeah, every top entrepreneur in the world basically has an 8-3 or a 3-8. That's that's what it is. And so uh, my unconscious motivator, no matter how successful I get, no matter how successful, is that it will, I will always be driven to succeed and achieve and be self-reliant and strong, always, because it's my unconscious motivator. Is there a, was there any point, so there's a, there's a thousand reach outs and one customer. Was there any point, or would there have been any point? Let's say it was 1,500 reach outs and one customer. No, when does an entrepreneur it. quit? I love your answers of never. I mean, that's a baited question. I'm guessing that. No, no, there's no, no. When does an opportunity, when does an entrepreneur change? Because you can have a bad idea. When do you change your mind ever? That's a good question. Any smart entrepreneur knows when to pivot and they're so when COVID started, when COVID started, I'm like, oh, maybe this will destroy my company. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the opposite of that because I only work with visionary abundance investment mindset people. And those people since COVID just pivoted and developed new technologies, changed their company completely. I have friends that lost 90 to 95% of their business in two to three days. So like catering companies, speaking companies, whatever, entrepreneur life, figure it out, quit. No, 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 no. There's no, no, no. That, that's the, no, there is no quit. So it's what pivot, was the- No quit. So, so you, you built the company and you're starting to build in your some amount of time in, and you've got a client base and you're starting to do it. Were there, were there some rocks that you, that got thrown in your way here as you go through? Can you rocks. Tell me? not, <laughs> not, not traction rocks, uh, no, hashtags, you know, Wickman. no, but were there some problems again, that cropped up that you couldn't have seen coming that, that, that you had to overcome to uh, take the company to the level that you've finally gotten it to. Yeah. Gino just endorsed my book. That was very nice of him. He's a yeah. good guy. Yeah. yeah, we're big believers of traction here at Spire as well. Um, right. I mean, right. And mindset leads the right network, creates the right opportunities. So 
Gino and I have very similar mindsets. The, um, I mean, there's, there's never not going to be rocks. There's no, I mean, I, I mean, there's ne- that's entrepreneur life. I mean, my company is insanely successful. I do zero hours of work every week. I just enjoy because mm-hmm. I like what I do and what I'm good at. Make as much money as I want to. I only work with people that I like. But there's all. I mean, there's always going to be rocks, always. But I mean, it's it, there. There's never a com. It's never comfortable. It's. I mean, I haven't. Ex- there's always a just. It's just never comfortable. It's never comfortable. You know what, Justin? You fit into a mold, and you're going to tell me what I don't fit into any mold, and you do. I see. Oh, something. I do. Absolutely, I do. Well, I'm going to ask you what you think you fit. In. I'm going to tell you first. I've I've interviewed a lot of people. And they have one thing in common. They're successful, but they don't see themselves as successful 100%. yet because they've got a hundred things 100%. coming up 100%. and all the grit that they've shown. And you just said it yourself. Look, man, it's, it's just grit. It's just, it's, it's, you wake up in the morning, you experience the hassles and you get through them. Can you go back and can you tell me even some of the, can you remember some time so our customers can, or our listeners can know that they're not alone, that that grit, just explain what that grit looks like and, and give me some examples of what you had to do to overcome it. I know you did it. Explain but, what that grit, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I'm doing a, I was tested at an entrepreneurial brain study through Northwestern University and uh, they're little charts really good really good test and so uh, one of the questions was do you think you're successful and i think i put zero out of ten zero yeah because because not only and i do think i'm successful but because i have an abundance mindset this is my company's just started the reason i answered it that way is because my company's just started it's already exceeded my wildest expectations but now i know because i've learned that it's just beginning it's only going to get better and better so that's why i don't look at it as successful even though i do Mm-hmm. But let me explain it like this. You need this is you'll understand my brain. Understand blood. It's in my blood. So my father was 61 when I was born and my mom was 27. Okay? So how did that happen? Okay? This is a long story, but it's a good story. I'll and take I'm, it. Yeah. And I'm there's a story in me. I'm born with a story. I'm there's okay. So my father was 61 when I was born. He was a soldier in World War II. He came from nothing, nothing. He and his three brothers all served actively. Great men, great men. No excuses. No, 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 no. Get stuff done. No excuses. Came from nothing. So my father, when he served in World War II, he fought in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which is one of the bloodiest battles on me. Disastrously bloody battle, and so I don't care about material goods at all. Meaningless to me, meaningless. But he kept a diary, kept a diary of his experiences in that battle. I don't know how he did it, except I do know because his grit was grit. My grit's nothing compared to his grit. So he, so he kept that diary. He's sleeping in a foxhole, bombs going off, brain, whatever. He just wrote the diary, and so I found that diary after after he died. Uh, he was, I was 13 when he died. So he'd be 104 now. I'm a 43 and, uh, he's almost going to be 105 January 18th. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. But, um, but, uh, yeah. So I found that diary after he died. I write exactly like he does. Boom, 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 boom. Inform and entertain, inform and entertain. Boom, boom, boom. 
And uh, so that's my dad. He wound up, he was an attorney in the Nuremberg trials. He's, uh, he was, became a president of a company, his best friend. His best friend was assassinated uh, when I was five. His best friend was Alan Dorfman, who's uh, his, Alan King played Alan Dorfman in the movie Casino. So the guy that was killed in the parking lot, that was Alan Dorfman. That was my dad's best friend. And when I was five, my dad, I remember this, found us after school. And he said, we got to hide you because they killed Alan. They're going to try and kill me next. Okay, oh so there's, right. So that's that. But he, they didn't kill him. Um, they didn't, but they he tried to hide us. You talk about you talk about grit, okay? So that's my dad. <laughs> that's my dad. So and um, and so my dad was sixty one. My mom was twenty seven. So how did that happen? So my dad was uh, driving on the Eden's Expressway, which is North South Highway, north of Chicago, north of Chicago. And this was before there was a cement barrier, cement median. And so a drunk driver went through the grassy median. And hit my dad head on and should have killed him. But because my dad's grit is a million times more than mine, he survived it. Broke every bone in his body, but he survived it. And my mom was his nurse. My mom nursed him back oh. to health, literally. And uh, I've never met anyone with more hustle than my mom, ever. I didn't think I had anything in common with my mom, except that we like butter and, and milk and ice cream before I started my company. But now I realize I get my hustle from my mom. So when you combine those two things... One, I am a story, literally a story. I'm just a story. And then that grit and that hustle, here we are. That's it. An entrepreneur must have grit and hustle. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, the, the, yeah, that's <laughs> so that's why, it, and that's why I'm like this. That's it. In, in your, in building the company, uh, I mean, this might be a, a, a personal question but how often do you think of your dad and and your mom and, uh, and, and, yeah. uh so that's a boy well, that's a good well i don't care personal question i was a journalist for 20 years i asked <laughs> thousands of people the same people don't care about what you do they care about who you are we barely even talked about what to do because one i don't care i don't even talk about what i do unless someone asks and two nobody cares when you match your mindset it creates the right network creates the right opportunity so that's all that's it so my my dad, I think about I think about him every day. I mean, um, and then my mom, definitely not as close with my mom as I was with my dad. I, I love my mom, but we're just not as close. But since starting this company, like oh, so that's where I get my hustle from. Hmm. That's where I get my hustle from. Does it help to Does it help you to know where it comes from? Does it so that you can know what you've got left in the tank? Does that uh, drive you at all? That's a good question. So Jimmy, the Jimmy V speech. Yes. Jimmy V speech. Jimmy V was a futurist. He was a genius because that speech is one of the most genius, not only because of what it did and that yeah. I'm very happy, but if you really listen to that speech, brilliant, know where you've come from, know where you are and know where you're going. That's paraphrasing, but I just watched it the other day. Know where you come from. I know where I come from huh. at a very high level. And I understand that. And it helped me understand why I'm like this. I know where I am now. Very successful, even though I'm not successful. And I know where I'm going, that it's only just started and that it will just get, it'll because I have the right mindset. It attracts the right network, which creates the right opportunities. That's all it is. And so I know for decades to come, 
if we don't, I mean, we might live for 200, 250 years old very soon. That technology is going to be available. It's, that is going to happen. So I've got my whole life ahead of me and it's just going to keep getting better and better for, without a doubt. So you've been able to build on these things, these life experiences, these things that you understand, the way you put things into, into patterns. Tell me about failure. Because I have to, every entrepreneur I've ever met has failed 10 times for every success. You've told me about success. Give me an example of a failure for you that just didn't work. Yeah, there is no failure. You're either winning or learning. Failure doesn't, hmm. word doesn't exist to me. So give me an example of something that you learned. Yeah, so I learned, one of the chapters in my book is I learned, I learned something every day. I learned minimum five things every day. So good part of my day is having Monday through Friday on weekends, I just kind of chill out. But Monday through Friday, I have between five and 10 conversations with the top leaders and geniuses in the world. And then I'm a sponge. My brain is a sponge and I just learn. So that's what my book is, is 30 things that I've learned. Let me, let me repeat that. My book is 30 lessons I learned in my company's first 30 months from the top people in the world. And then I just incorporate it into my company. That's all it is. That's all it is. And so the, the three main things I've learned, there's a <laughs> learned a lot, but the three main things is do what you like to do and what you're good at. Just, mm -hmm. That's all I do. Two, only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. So if someone asks me, what do you cost or charge within five or 10 minutes? They're expelled from my life, basically. They just go away. And three, when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. So when I talk to people who just start their businesses now, when I talk to them, they're breathing into the brown. This is hypothetically. They're bringing, breathing into a brown paper bag. Maybe some of them are literally doing it, but that usually doesn't happen. But So they have that same breathing into brown paper bag feeling and look that I had. I'm like, well, just relax as much as you can. It's not going to – doesn't take six months to figure this out. It's not a year. It's not 18 months. It's two full years. So it's going to take time. What would you say for an entrepreneur now that's on his third year and he's trying to figure things out and trying to make things go? And of course, COVID comes in or things happen that are out of your control. Let's, let's say for you, let's say something happened to your business. Tax man came. I don't care what it was, but it just shut you down. What, would that inspire you? Would it knock you off your plate? Where would you go next if, if something just forced your failure? <laughs> don't do this if you can't handle it. Don't, yeah. don't do this. That's not... But what would you do? I, I would figure it out. How? How? Big old roadblock, road closed. Here, everywhere you were heading is no longer available to you. You've got to do something different. How would you decide? There, how would you figure it out? Because that's what entrepreneurs are dealing with on a smaller basic and every, every level, kind of every day. What do I do next? If you have the right mindset, you'll figure it out. There's yeah. no, there's no road. That's not. So here, it's hard for me to answer that because you either understand this or you don't. Like yeah. you either figure it out or you don't. You're just, my children need to eat. You figure it out. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, again, I talk to people that their business is shut down in two or three days. There was not, no, you just figure it out. No excuses. There are no excuses. So Gino's, Gino Wickman wrote the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial leap. Ah, I don't have the, I don't have it in front of me, but there's six, there's six characteristics that you're either born with or you're not. 
That's what he says. That's what all the top entrepreneurs I've ever met say. That's what I say. You're either born like this or you're not. And so one of them is you don't make excuses. You don't blame anyone. You just figure it out. You just, no, no, no. There's either do it or you don't do it. Yeah. Either do it. It's my dad, this is what I mean. You ask about my parents, which thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You make excuses on the battlefield, somebody dies. Get it done. No excuses. That, and I get very agitated about that because that's most people, that's what I mean. Most people can't handle this. They're going to make excuses. There are no excuses. You either do it, figure it out, or don't do this life. That is the real entrepreneur life. And most people can't do it. They're going to make excuses. And so I actually just posted this on Facebook the other day. And this is why I only work with people with visionary abundance mindset. So I posted people with visionary abundance mindset, find a way to invest. People with cost scarcity mindset, find a way to make excuses. That's all it is. That's why I don't, I, no, it's only work with the first people because they'll find a way to invest. I've had four or five clients. I've had f- at least four. They were dirt broke. They took out a second credit card or second, second loan to pay for my company because they're no excuses. Yeah. Invest. Get it done. And and is that what you've, is there a time in your life when you had to say, I mean, I know what you're going to say. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just got it done. But I think people out there want to hear, when things got rock solid tough for, for you, Justin Breen, when things just looked murky, because you're making it sound like, hey, man, you just got to keep going. It's not that hard. But it is hard. Oh, no, no. It's, an, it's really hard. Give us that an example, is- because I think your, 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 your show of what you had to do to get past something might be eye-opening and maybe life-changing for someone out there. Can you share a story of when it just looked really bleak? Yeah. So the end of t- 2018, I'd made five times more than any year I'd ever made as a journalist. And I've never been more miserable in my life. End of mm. 2018. That's not that long ago. Nope. And uh, so I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. More money means more happiness, right? Isn't that what everybody says? No, 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 not. So I'm glad I went through that. So multiple things. One, started seeing a therapist. That was a good idea who handled stress. Two, I leaned heavily on my wife, who's the nicest, kindest person I've ever met in my life. She's the exact opposite. She's a pediatrician. So she's loving, Uh. caring, warm, rules, these are like alien terms. Yeah. I'm barely a human. She's made me barely a human and I've made her more of a risk taker. She's the uh, exact. You're blessed. That's good. Oh, it's a mere. I mean, no, yeah. I don't know why she married me. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And, and then besides my wife's the most important, but in this case, in this case, my mentors and my entrepreneurial friends were even more important in this case, because, because, um, because I talked to them about this and they're like, oh yeah, every entrepreneur has been through this. Everyone, every single one of them because of those four things. Mm-hmm. And the best advice I got was from one of my mentors who's been a mentor of mine from the start. His name's Colin. Thankful. Thank God for Colin. At the end of 2018, he's like, so everyone's, every entrepreneur he knows, he's very high level. He's really high level. Everyone's been through this. And so the key is that you learn from this because it's going to happen again. Realize you're going to be okay. You you will go through something like this again. It's going to be okay. And then you won't be miserable the next time because you know this is just how it works. And that advice is the most important thing in terms of an emotional, 
type of thing. That's the most important advice because um, in this world, people like to quantify things, whatever. But So you can go from 30, 40, 50, 60K in one month, and then that's great, right? Okay. You can way higher than 60. You can do way higher than that. But then you're looking at the next month and there's zero K. And that's a paralyzing feeling. It was anyway. Now it's not because I'm just like, oh, whatever. I know the business cycle now. And um, so, so unlike a lot of folks who don't learn from it, I learned from it and then really implemented that into my life. And I realized things that, oh, that's just how, that's just how this works. So now I know. You learned that just by keeping on, keeping going. Uh, that everything's going to be okay on the other side. And, and, 100%. and let me ask you this. There are entrepreneurs out there that may not be right for entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial work. They're not entrepreneurs. Okay. They're not, but they started their own business. So let's just say there's folks out there that started their own business, think they're entrepreneurs right. and are running into failure. There's a lot of businesses that do fail. Do you suggest that they become more entrepreneurialistic or do you suggest that they find a different path? You know, I never want to tell someone to not live their dreams, but you either can handle this or you can't. And most people just can't handle this because of those four things. They cannot handle it. They're, they're not, they're not wired like this. Hmm. They're not, they're just not. And, um, so that's why I'm so direct with how I talk because you either understand this or you don't, there's no, there's no gray area here. Not in this world. You either you either can do this or you cannot do this. There's no there's no halfway point. There's no halfway point. And um, it, if you if you can't handle it, then then don't do it and get out of it as long as as soon as possible. Because this this can there's a lot of folks that go the wrong way, and you see it, and it's very sad when that happens. But um, you either can handle it or you can't handle this. You know, I read Brene Brown's book recently and she talks about uh, clear being kind. And I think that's very kind advice to folks. I mean, you're, you're telling folks that either, you know, keep on doing it because you can or don't do it because you can't. And there's really not better advice for someone out there that's, that's uh, up against the wall a little bit. You have to be some type of an alien oddball outlier to do this. Yeah. There's normal people cannot do this. And thank God, by the way, the world needs the world needs more integrators than than visionaries. If the world was all, if the world was all people like me, and I'm the oddball even in this world because um, most entrepreneurs have no follow through, so they're all these ideas and they have no follow throughs. They hire a million people. Um, I have actually have high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So I just say it, do it, say it, do it. So the world needs more people to follow through on all this visionary stuff. Otherwise, nothing would get done. Nothing would get done. So um, that's why I work with the top 0.1% of mindsets. Someone asked me like, oh, who do you work with? Top 0.1% of mindsets. Why is that? Well, because, because those are the people that create the companies and the, the brands that employ the billions of people. So by working with those people who I understand and they understand me, I'm actually helping the most people. That's what I'm doing. That's the rationale. And that, it's not rationale. It's just how it is. By working with this type of person who execute and develop ideas at the very highest level that most people would think are insane. I mean, electric cars, electric cars, insane. Going to the moon, insane. No, no, no. Finding, going to Mars, insane. But no, these are the people that are actually doing this. 
So by working with those people, then I'm actually helping all of society or most of society anyway. So it's win-win for you to pick the smallest potential target audience, help the smallest number of people in a very specific way. That helps your business, it helps your customer, and it helps your overall uh, efforts as an helps entrepreneur. Helps everyone. Everyone wins. And so, I mean, entrepreneurs, a lot of them, because they're all over the place, they get into trouble because they try to be everything for everyone. Yeah. And since I'm 100% simplifier and 100% focused and have grit from my where I've been in my bloodline, um, my company is one exceptionally high-level thing for one exceptionally high-level person. And yeah. as th- right, less is more. And so here, here's the beauty behind it. As technology gets faster, it gets faster, it gets faster, and microchips get smaller and all that stuff, and things evolve, which is great, because those are the people I'm working with, and they, they're changing the world. There are two constants that never change, that never will change. One, the power of relationships. Relationships. Two, besides the power of relationships, is that we're a world of storytelling. We will always be a world of storytellers, whether we're painting things on cave walls or hieroglyphics or the Torah, the Bible, whatever it is, podcasts. It is that we're all, people want to, they don't care about what you do. Nobody cares. That's all these press releases say is what, what you do. Guess what? Nobody cares. But people do care about who you are. They want a, they want a good story. Yeah. So that'll never change. Even as it evolves, people want the story. So I wake up every morning and I look forward to challenges and I look forward to helping people. And that's not always easy. And so I, I have to find the grit to get it done, meet new people, those kinds of things that we all do. What do you look forward to taking care of? Where do you see grit in the future for your company, for yourself? What are you going to have to overcome in the, in the near future to get things done? Uh, I don't have to overcome anything because I do what I like to do and what I'm good at. And so the things that you just said might be difficult for you, uh, are the things I love the most. I, I can talk to people at the highest level. I could do that for hundreds of years, hundreds. And, uh, in terms of connecting people on a global level and getting people in news at a high level, there are very few people in the world that are better at it than I am. And I'm basically useless to society besides that. So I stay in my zone of genius superpowers a hundred percent of the day. And so none of this has worked for me at all. So there's no, there's nothing to overcome now because I've learned from all of this, um, nothing to overcome. And I just, I enjoy what I do. I could have conversation. Like if I wasn't a dad or didn't have to sleep, I could do this 24 hours a day. I'm endlessly fascinated by these conversations. I'm going to ask you two more questions. The last one's going to be, how do people reach you if they want to talk to you? And I'd bet- Land the plane? Want to land the plane? (laughs) Nope, nope, but I haven't. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you one more time. Superman has kryptonite. Yeah, he loves what he does too. And he takes care of the truth in American way and pursuit of liberty and all those kinds of things. What's your kryptonite? I want to know what gets under your skin that drives you nuts. I haven't heard it yet. And something's got to make you just mad as heck. Yeah, lazy people who don't think big. Uh, that's my kryptonite. And then if anything ever happened to my wife, mm. anything, because, um, I mean, people meet my wife. Yeah, I mean, you've heard me talk now for 45 minutes. This is who I am. If we were off camera, I'm the same. This is the same. This yeah. is how my book is. Boom, 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 boom. This is how I am. I'm very intentional about that because I have no tolerance for nonsense. The people who also have no talents for nonsense, the, the highest level performing people in the world. 
without my wife, I would be a disaster. And so Dan Sullivan, again, who's my hero, he, he met Babs, his wife and co-founder strategic coach. And, and she's, she's, she took a solopreneur essentially and turned it into one the top entrepreneurial program in the world. And so he always says without Babs, who is his wife, that he'd be a really smart drunk. So without my wife, I would, I'd be really smart. I probably wouldn't be a drunk, but I would be, she's made me a human. And so like a lot of, a lot of people in there, I just want to read this to you. A lot of people uh, in their books or whatever, they have these like 35 paragraph acknowledgements, like, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know, less is more. Right. So I have two amazing children, right? I love my children very much. So here, this is my acknowledgement. Okay. This is yeah. it to my wife who has given me a wonderful life in every way imaginable. Because without her, oh, not good. Do you think uh, most, and I see, I just broke my promise to you. I said two more questions, but I have a question. Uh, another one, if you don't mind, I don't think you do. Uh, okay. The entrepreneurial spirit can probably get knocked down if you don't have someone that you can trust and fall back on and need. Uh, that's another requirement, isn't it, for success? So I'm a simplifier and I see patterns. So I talk to people like me all the time. And when I talk to them, I go, oh, is your spouse a school teacher or a preschool director or a nurse or a pediatrician or a social worker or something normal? And they're like, they're like how did you know that? I go, because people like us don't marry someone like us. Mm. And if they do, it does happen. It does. But usually, and this happened, I married my wife way before I started a business. But what I found is people are drawn to their opposite. And so I say this as a joke, but I'm actually being serious. My wife, I mean, she has my two sons and then I'm her third son. I'm like a child. And, um, and, uh, people like me do not marry people like they shouldn't. I mean, I never say should, but they shouldn't marry. <laughs> if I had married myself, Oh my God, <laughs> I would not be good. And, um, so I just see that time and time again, people like me marry their complete opposites because they need that. They need that balance. They need someone to, and it's been great for my wife too. It's been great for her because now she takes more risks and I'm like, oh, should I invest this and that? And she's like, yeah, do it. And when I first started dating her, she never would have. And then just very quickly about my wife, because I get very emotional about her um, because again, she's basically giving me a life. So the, the first date I had with her, uh, was the day before she started medical school. So if there's anything that's comparable to being an entrepreneur, it's going through medical school, even yeah. though I know nothing about medicine. But I, <laughs> I mean, the grit and determination it takes to go through that, I don't know how she did it. So I'm, I'm very inspired by her. Good. Very. Tell us about your book and tell us how people would get in contact with you if they want to uh, learn more about what you do. Sure. Uh, we can do that. <laughs> I don't like to land the plane. I just like to fly up here. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, my, my company's called Brepic. The book is Epic Business. Uh, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, uh, did the forward. So anyone who knows anything knows who Chris Voss is or has read Never Split the Difference. And so it's uh, number one international bestseller in six countries, number one for entrepreneurship in the U.S. And uh, it's on Amazon and, and Barnes & Noble, Target, Books A Million, all that all that stuff. And then I just passed 24,000 connections on LinkedIn. So Justin Breen on LinkedIn and just follow me there. 
Justin, I got to admit, I had no idea what we would uh, end up with <laughs> right. uh, when we first started. And you and I met a, a little while ago, and I'm glad that we did. I'm glad we had a chance to do this show. I, I, I think that I've never had someone on the show like you that just does not allow anything to be seen as a problem. You just overcome. Is it, Did I understand that improperly or am I on the money there? No, because right mindset leads to right network creates right opportunities. So I have the, one of the top mindsets in the world, which has created one of the top networks in the world. And that's how I created a global company. Very simple. I'm not gonna let you go yet. You are the top. So you're there. I this, just started, but I'm already there. But this world can't exist without entrepreneurs who create businesses that employ families that make the future role. And this world can't exist only through the people who are at that specific level. What would you share with someone that doesn't have the, the makeup that your mind, the makeup that your father gave you and that your mother gave you that still is an entrepreneur. They're not, they're just not at that level, but we need them. Don't we, as, as Americans, we need small business and we need entrepreneurs. What advice would you give to them, these, these not superhumans, if you don't mind me saying, that are just trying to make things go and it's really hard? What would you share with them? That there are no excuses and then find your network and find the people that you really like collaborating with. Yeah. No matter what, the answer is the same, isn't it? You either do it or you don't. Good for you. Very good. I'm going to take a quick second to, to plug my company. Does that sound okay? Perfect. Thank you. We are Spire Advertising. We're a marketing company. If you're a business that needs help getting through the ceilings and the hurdles, uh, need a little bit of extra grit, that's the things that we do. Digital marketing that uh, takes responsibility for the good and is accountable for the bad. If you're looking for that type of a relationship, that's who we are. We're at SpireAd.com. My name is Brian Leffelock. I'm the Director of Sales at Spire Advertising. Once again, Justin Breen from Brepic Communications. I'm just so thrilled to meet you. I wish you, and I don't even think you need my wishes of all the best success because you're going to achieve it every single day. Um, but I thank you very much for being on Dash of Grit. Thank you so much. And I hope this information was helpful for a lot of folks. I'm sure it was. And for those folks, go show some grit on your own. We'll see you here again next time. Go win the day. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 